All right, guys. Uh, uh, it's uh, it's a Trans World podcast. We have another show tonight, and we have a very special guest, Dea Carter. Dea and I have worked together for some time, and he actually did the theme song for Trans World Atlanta, My Life. So thank you so much, Dea, for joining us. I'm Raquel, your host, my co-host, Lalique Santiago. Um, Lalique, tell them a little bit about yourself and go into current events and shout out. I both. So yeah, uh, you'll get to know me uh, when this uh, film drops. It's the Trans World podcast and other things that we got going on with the brand of Trans World. But in the news, I want to speak about kids across the state going back to school. More states expect schools to keep trans girls off of team through 12 class. So what's going on around the world is as children across the U.S. head back to classes that practice for fall sports, four more states are expecting their K-12 schools to keep transgender girls off of their girls' team. Kansas, North Dakota, and Wyoming had new laws in place restricting transgender athletes before classes resume, and Missouri law takes effect at the end of the month bringing the number of states with restrictions to 23. Man, so that's another barrier that we're dealing with. Uh, and our youth are depending on us to get out there and, and vote and do things so they don't have to go through these transgressions. Um, they're just trying to live their life. But it's, you know, we just got to get out and vote people in places that can protect our our kid as well as ourselves. Um, I want to highlight tonight uh, Tony Bryce is an actress, creative and trans activist. Uh, she played I probably would push this name up but uh, Nindy on P-Valley which airs on Stars. So tonight uh, I just want to give a shout out. She's doing things name is Tony Bryce. She was also bath, bathroom girl number three. She Tony Dice. Tony Bryce, so cool. Um, Adea, before I get started and before we jump into uh, the conversation for tonight, I want you to introduce yourself, tell them a little bit about you, what you do, who you are um, before we get started. All righty. Well, hello, everybody, and thank you both so much for having me tonight. Again, my name is Daya Connor. I'm a singer, a songwriter, um, a stage host. I teach dance. I do a little bit of everything. Like, I love all things art. Um, I'm from Columbia, South Carolina. I've been entertaining all my life. My dream is to be an entertainer and not just for the success, but to be an example to the younger LGBTQ plus community. Um, oftentimes you don't see a shown in a bright light in the media. They have gay men play the same role. Typically you're flamboyant or your love interest is someone that DL or someone that's extremely flamboyant. And from the outside looking in, I am a girl, but on the inside, I really am still a boy, you know, I'm still a gentleman, I'm a man, and I want to show the world that you can truly be yourself and still be loved, still be admired, and still be appreciated. Like, 
being gay, people always ask me, does everybody want to be politically correct? Like, what are your pronouns? And I tell people, you can call me anything you want to, but the B word and the N word. Like, my pronouns are pimp and player. I, I don't care about nothing else. I'm just myself. So, pimp and player. That's me. That's it. Pimp and player. So you can say he, she, help him, thing in between. Right. You just don't call me the N word, you know? So. I'm, I'm, well, wait a minute. What's the N word? What's the N word? It's five with an N and N with an A. N oh, nigga. Yeah, I don't think you better call any, I don't think you can call any of us a nigga. I, I think that'll be a bad thing for some folks, but. And if you're arguing, don't call me a N word. But I don't, I, that's going to pin me. Is he going to get this chair? Anything else I'm filled with, but watch them out when it comes to the mean word. So. Okay. All right. So before we get started, guys, we want you to know that we lead with love on this show and this is a safe place. We have lots of conversations around love, mental and physical health support community. And we love to have these conversations with our people, by our people. Um, with that said, we want, if you guys have a topic that you want to talk about, don't hesitate to jump in our inbox and send it to us and we'll make sure we cover that topic Today, we're going to talk with Daya about relationships and dating as a non-binary um, person and the good parts of it, the bad parts of it, the highs, the lows, but just what that's like um, being non-binary and dating. Daya? Um, like the kids say, it's very ghetto. Uh, um, I am, and the problem is out. Side of me being literally right in the middle, I'm very confident in myself, and confidence also scares people away. Um, I've dated—I'd say I've probably had three or four real boyfriends in my almost 29 years of living, and some of my my past relationships, people love Daya. They love the diva aspect, the star aspect. They love the little clothes. They love the long hair. But then when I come out of my hand in Montana mode and I'm back to being a regular Donovan, my boyfriends have just been like, I don't really like masculine you. I like feminine. And vice versa, when I date feminine boys, they love that none of my boyfriends cut door handles around me. They love that I'm really quick to find a solution to a problem like the man in the relationship should. But the minute I have to go to work, the minute I'm on stage and I'm in my fixing chills and my hair is pressed, they're just like, oh, you're just talking to my homegirl real quick. So it's really hard to find, <laughs> it's hard to find somebody who is confident in dating me and being able to, because you know, people is always in gay male relationships. There's always the, who's the top, who's the bottom, who's doing this, who climbing, who back. And it's, a lot of times it's hard for younger, well, you know, because I'm dating older men too. It's hard for gay men to be able to stand up and say, well, all gone in my bedroom is not so business. My man loves me. He respects me. And that's why we're in this relationship. So, it's very hard. I'm single. So, you're single. So, for those of you who are listening, Daya is single. Um... But I'll tell you, on this show, we talk about what happens in the bedroom. We have lots of sexual conversations because people frankly want to know. 
I do um, respect like the privacy of your relationship and not discussing details. But I think one of the things you and I have talked about um, in our personal conversations is maybe you need to date a masculine woman and or a trans man, because I think either could easily appreciate all of you, the feminine side, the masculine side, and it, and it doesn't matter. Now I know because ideally you, you date men, you typically date men, but uh-huh. I would challenge you to be more open because I think, I don't know if love comes in the form of a particular gender per se. I think it comes in different packages. We just had a conversation and um, someone said on the show that, you know, your the love of your life may not come in a shiny package. It could very well be what we consider a stud. It could very well be a trans, a trans man, trans woman, whatever the case may be. A lot of times, especially with younger in the individuals in the life, I think they kind of limit themselves to I only date men. I only date six men. So I have actually experienced experienced it another way. And I'm also say this. I know I said in my last statement was my business in the bedroom, but tonight I'm all yours. You can ask me whatever. I have no filter. I'm gonna be myself. Let's get into it. But um so my last two relationships I've dated younger guys and what I'm starting to realize the younger generation is just so much more fluid in general. Like even females that are younger are more open to dating bisexual men than older women. And the younger guys that are coming up are just like, and when I say younger, I mean like 23, 24, 25, not kid, but like just people in their, their earlier twenties are more open to the dating in general, but the problem that you run into there is a 23 year old, a 24 year old does not have the same life experience with me. And it's a lot of stuff that I have already done. And in my career, there's a lot of things that I do that somebody 23, 24 can't do. Like some of the clubs I perform at, you have to be 30 and up to get in. And I'm just like, this is crazy. I think that you can, you can't even come in here with me. That's weird. So it's been, that's what I'm running into. But let me tell you, Today, I saw the finest, the finest trans man I have ever seen in my life. And you know, I'm real bold. So if I think you're cute, I'm going to tell you right there. I don't care if you're straight with your baby mama, gay with a man. Excuse me. Can I give you a compliment? You are very attractive. That's just me. Because I'm like, so you, you approach this trans man today? Right, and you see him. I saw him on Facebook, added him on Facebook. He added me back. And you know, when you like somebody, you think somebody cute, you play that game where I'm gonna like a picture. Let me see if you like a picture back. I ain't had time for that. My birthday in two weeks. I went ahead and messaged the boy. I said, Hey, I'm not gonna waste no time with the like a picture game. My name is Daya, and I think you are very attractive. But then he wrote back and was like, Um, thank you for the compliment, da 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 da. And as you can see, just as well as I can see, my name is, and he told me his name. So that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, because don't get smart. But then I said, you're absolutely right. I can see that. But the difference between you knowing my name is Daya and knowing that I'm Daya is two different things. That's why I stood in your DM. I so that's the first one I am. Um, 
I do think, and Malik, I want you to jump in because Malik is trans. Malik is a trans man and Malik is in love with a trans woman. And Malik was very judgmental. I'll never date and I'll never, I'll never, I'll never. He was one of them. And, and <laughs> he is falling in love with a trans woman in, um, I think age does play a part. Maturity plays a part. Um, mm -hmm. It is difficult to identify as one thing and be sexually attracted to another. So gender, mm -hmm. gender and sexual preference, totally different. And I think it's scary for all of us, right? When you, like for me, I've, I've been lesbian. I've been bisexual, then I've been lesbian. And now... I'm starting to feel kind of fluid. I'm kind of uh -huh. sneaking into that. And it's it's not scary, but it's like, what does that mean, really, Raquel? Like, you would date a trans woman, a trans man? A... Yeah, probably, if they came with the things that I want. That I feel the same way. Okay, well, you need to move to Atlanta, probably, because I think Atlanta... I could never... Atlanta is too fast for me. I am a Southern Belle, and I want to feel safe in my home. I love Atlanta to work, but to, like, be in Atlanta, y'all have too many lanes on y'all highways for me. I can do it. Okay. Uh, so you thinking about traffic, boy. So I'm thinking about how much my life would change if I leave slow South Carolina. <laughs> Where I am the queen of the city, and it has to go to Atlanta, and it's five billion other black girls who want to dance across the stage and everything else. Louis, so I don't like to compete. Well, competition is healthy, and competition is good. Wherever there's competition, there's there's typically success and financial stability. Um, Malik, I want you to talk to only dating women to now being with a trans woman and kind of what opened you up to the idea of it? So, yeah, so most of, all of my life, except now, I've only dated cisgender women. On my last relationship, I was uh, with my ex-wife for almost 20 years and I'm kind of grew apart. Um, so due to my transition, because that's who I am now, is not who she fell in love with. Um, moving forward, uh, before I was discovering myself, uh, figuring out who I was, um, I was very, very, very judgmental. I didn't understand uh, how trans men could sleep with trans men. I never was attracted to trans women, uh, but when I transitioned, uh, my whole way of thinking changed. And so now it's like, it comes this woman who happens to be trans and I fell in love with her. And so it taught me that it's not about the gender, it's about who you are as a person. I fell in love with that just happened to be trans. Mm -hmm. So here I am today, completely in love. Uh, I am going to marry her. Uh, 
and I wouldn't change it for nothing. Mm-hmm. So I, I just truly believe that it's about the person. It's not about what's between your legs, you know. It's just about the person. Yeah. And then, so now I'm going to go into the sexual parts of it because the reality is, it's different. Like, we can, mm-hmm. you know, say, hey, it doesn't matter. And it, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day, but it is different. It's different because you're doing some stuff you ain't never did before. You you it's just different, okay? So they, they uh you said that you were open to having these type of conversations. So when when you're wearing the masculine hat when you're with the feminine guy, and then you're wearing the feminine hat when you're with the you know vice versa, right? What is it like in the bed? Do you switch gears? Are you sometimes a top? Are you sometimes a bottom? Are you whatever the relationship requires do you have like these certain rules where i'm not doing this i can't do this what what is that because i think you're in a very unique situation um with having to make all these decisions because you are non-binary and you are dating men that are masculine and feminine so what what is that like oh for me in my dating I'm always the same person. The only time I switch from masculine to feminine is when I'm on stage. But in my my regular life, I am always 100% me. And what 100% me looks like is I look like a girl, I walk like a girl, I talk like a girl, but I'm really a boy. And that's just, that's just what it is. <laughs> and so even like in the bedroom, I am a Virgo. My birthday is in 11 days. Very brave. If I love you, I am a freak. But I just like to, I like to pleasure my partner and I like to be pleasured. And whatever that looks like to my partner is what it looks like to me. I like to do it all. But because I know that, I know how nasty I can be. And I know how good I am at everything that I do. Mm. I can't just live with everybody. Okay. So that's that's another reason why I feel so comfortable being so free in the bedroom because I know that I can be free because whoever I'm laying with, I love. Yeah. So it don't matter if I do six inch heels off and still have them on. If that's the night you want me to top, I'm top. If you want me to bottom, I'm a bottom. Whatever is for that moment, that's how I am. And I think that's unique. I think. I am a woman who traditionally dates very feminine women. Um, And I'm typically the more dominant, uh, but I'm okay either way. I can take it just as well as I give it. I'm very, very fluid as well. Um, And the same, like whatever my relationship requires, but I typically like what I like kind of comes in a package, right? So typically I'm with the one who wants to be penetrated. Um, but I don't know, and I, and, I, and I think about this all the time. I think whoever God sends, that's right. It doesn't matter. But uh-huh. just sitting here like, some things I'm like, man, I gotta do that every night, every time. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't let him know. I don't see him. Oh, 
it would have to be real good. And and I'm gonna tell you, girls fake orgasms all the time. All the time. It's like nine out of ten times she faking. So I'm 48 years old and there are only two people that has ever made me have an orgasm. See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? What's so, after when did you start? Because if you just started like last year, then you're doing good. But if it's been a couple of years, then you've only had two people. That's right. And I'm sorry to hear that. But I, you know what? I, I can say the same thing. Two people. Only two. Only two. And I'm not going to tell you how many women I've slept with. Because I don't want my kids to know. But only two. And and I've been around the world. I've done almost anything you can think of. After the fact, the car fact. And remember, I was in a 20-year relationship, so. Oh, but see, that's why. You spent 20 years doing it with the same person. Kind of. And it's nothing wrong with that. But that's a long time off the market. But even before that, and after that, it's only been two people. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, so I know, like, for me, um, I have to love them. Because this is the deal. I can, I can probably live without my partner oh. giving me an orgasm because I can I can oh. I can handle myself. But in a, in a perfect world, yeah, you want to be with somebody that pleases all of you, uh, whatever that looks like. But I do think, like, as a woman. It doesn't happen that often. So you're not like bent out of shape. You know, you're not going to whine and cry about it. You just, if you talk to it, you talk about it with your girls or boys, you just kind of say, yeah, you know, eh. I, okay. So as a woman, I know you said that you've only had two people that you've been around the world, but does that mean everybody else didn't have good sex or is sex feel good? So you just don't orgasm. Sex is still good. I just don't orgasm. Correct. Well, how do you label it as good sex if there's no happy end? Well, like, how do you know it's over? What do you mean? How do you know it's over? Like that's like down over here until the confetti cough. So, like, how do you know when it's the end of the sex? Well, for me, if I, if to please the person that I'm with is more important. Uh Uh Um, And like I said, I can handle myself. If that's what I need, I can, I can take care of it. So if I have, if I thanks the person that I'm with, then I'm, I'm pleased as well. So, I mean, but like I said, most women have this story. It's not, it's not uncommon. We probably don't talk about it a lot, but if I had 10 women, nine of them would say the same thing. Oh. Absolutely. Um, oh, unfortunate. 
Well, not if you said that if you can, honey, I hated you, but I'm glad it ain't. I'm a fake. I understand. I think as I get older, it's probably becoming less important. Uh. As I get older, um, I've been married twice. I'm going through a divorce right now. Um, and yeah, as I get older, like, I know I've probably said this to Malik before. I really can't see being in a relationship. So everything is kind of, yeah. 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 I literally just said that to my mom a couple of hours ago. Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to say I've given to someone. But I just feel like I'm a friend because nobody really divides me right now. Like I'm really working on being the best me that I can be. And relationships are distracting. And what I'm learning is so many people were raised by crazy people. So they don't have morals and values. And like I'm like that crazy thing real. Crazy is pretty depicted. Crazy is real, baby. Um, I think you know what I mean when I say that. Um, Absolutely. I, I think, I don't know. I, I I think relationships can be a distraction, but I think when you're with the right person, it's an addition to your greatness. I believe in love. I believe in all that it can be and all that it is. I just think finding the person is where the issue comes in. Because when I, I think when you're with the right person, then it just all comes together the right way and how it should. I, for me personally, I don't know. I I don't see finding that person for me, but I believe in love and I believe in the power of it. So I think you see some relationships, they thrive. They're not distractions. Um, they thrive because they feed off each other. They support each other. They're giving. Everything's a give and a take um, and not one partner giving not just one partner taking. So I think they can be a distraction, but I also think when you're with your person, when you're with your soulmate, when you're with your life partner, I think it's a benefit to who you are and all the things you have going on. Yeah. I wonder if that's And I tried that. If I had my relationship, because like I said, I had never dated a trans woman. And uh, that's just something I was into. I try my hardest to fight it, but that's what I would add. I mean, even so much so uh, to the point to where when we first had our first sexual encounter, I went home and tried to wash her off. You know how, like, if somebody got raped? Yeah. I went through, like, oh, my God, I did that, like, <laughs> I didn't know I liked it. You know what? I I think um I don't know. I think um I think the power of love is very real. I just think love is not easy to come by. I think people use the word very often. It's an easy word to spell, it's an easy word to say, but um to give it and display it and show it through action, uh, I don't think it's easy which is why so many of us have had bad relationships or failed relationships, failed marriages. Um, 
But I do believe in the power of love. And I think that when you meet your soulmate, you're just better. I think all your greatness should be shared with someone. It's just the right someone. All right. It's better when you can share it. It's better when you can take the ride with someone versus taking the ride by yourself. Yeah. I've seen all that same water. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's we, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, it's scary. Just touching back on people crazy. My generation, you know, my mom and dad are almost 60. A lot of my friends' mom and dad are in their mid 40. Well, so that's it's a right. So it's a big difference in how we were raised, and it scares me because like everything you just said, I completely agree with. Like I really do feel like love is a superpower in its own. I feel like when you find that one person, y'all really can conquer the world. And again, I love art. Every way there is, like, I love my friends, I love my sister, I love my parents, I love my family, I love whoever I'm dating. And there's so many people in this world who weren't raised on love. Like, I was raised on love. Even to this day, when my dad sees me, he's so excited and so proud of me being myself that he still treats me like a kid. And so many people are just like, it was really good that you have your dad and your dad, you and your dad, because a lot of gay men don't have that. But even when I performed in Augusta the other month and all I had on was a blazer and heels and I custom made my blazer, my dad, I looked at the photographer page and my dad is all in the comments on the photographer page bragging about how I make my own clothes. But I'm like, how the hell, how did you even find this? <laughs> and so I, I tell that story just to say, like, I've been around so much love all my life that I think some people, our place here. This meeting is beautiful. I feel like some people are placed here to give love. And whenever I feel really lonely, I feel really sad. And this may sound silly, but uh, this may just be what I'm starting to tell myself that I am starting to give up on niggas. But God is the love that I look for so often that I feel full. And God gave me my talent and put me on so many platforms for everybody else love me and for me to give them the love that he put into me that sometimes I fear that I may not find the quote unquote love of my life and my love is my music and God feeds me the love that I need when I feel alone and as long as because I really feel like there's so much love in me and nobody has ever except for my mama my daddy my sister has shown me that they appreciate that love yeah, it's it's tough. Like, I don't even like having the conversations anymore. I think, like, sometimes, a lot of the times, that sometimes when, you know, we're out a lot because of trans world. We're going to switch gears a little bit, but we're out and about a lot doing things with trans world and we're meeting a lot of people and I meet people and you know, they're very nice. They wait until after we've done whatever we've done at the end of the night. And they're like, you know, love to take you out. Um, and I'm kind of like, oh, you know what? I'm going through a divorce and I'm, you know, not in a space to date. And I probably met some really awesome people, right? Um, oh. But I don't even, 
I don't I don't have the mental capacity, I think. And, you know, even with going out, because I've gone out with the one person and hung out and it's cool, but I'm kind of like, oh, oh, so right. still in that fucked up space um, on the other side of grieving, because I think, mm-hmm. you know, whenever you are you're breaking up with someone or divorcing or whatever the case, there's a grieving period for everybody. Right. Want to be with that person or you don't. Like, even if you hate them and you like, oh, I'll never do that again, there's still a grieving process because you tied in energy and time. So I don't know. I think for now, I'm really focused on, you know, all things film, TV, entertainment, podcast, pageant, mm-hmm. TV, writing, um because that's my happy place right now so i think when you say um god feeds you through your music and gives you the love that you need in this season through music i believe that i because i think i'm getting what i need in this season through my work um but i i don't believe that anyone should die Uh everyone should die being loved the way they want to the way they need to be loved um Everybody deserves that. If only for a season, you know, if only for a moment, it is better to experience it than not experience it at all. So I'm thankful Mm -hmm. for the moments where I felt the height of love, right? When it was so, so good. Um, I don't know if I'll go back and do it again, uh, but I'm thankful for those experiences, although they came to an end and, and one a horrible end. Um, but I'm thankful for the height of love and what it felt like, even if it wasn't real. Cause I do believe like, if it, if it doesn't really last, I don't know if it's mm-hmm. real. I, I, I don't know if it's real. I don't know. Like I'm the kind of person, like once I love you, I'm gonna love you for life. And I don't, I don't have to talk to you ever again. And I can love you. Um, and care about you and want you to be well and want you to do well but I I don't have to talk to you especially if you done me bad right especially if you you know didn't do me right or treat me how you should have treated me I could still love you and I think that's that's a God thing for sure so Daya let's switch gears a little bit because we we know that so wait a minute so Daya is open to dating Male, female, cis, trans, non-binary, all that. So if you're single, they said he is very single. So don't don't hesitate to drop in his inbox because he is very no, direct. Direct. Don't so right now. you don't got to beat around the bitch. Think twice about it. You don't got to beat around the bush to jump in that inbox. No, 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 no. That's not what I said. <laughs> that is not what I said, ladies and gentlemen. Um, stream my album 27 first. Make sure you like the music. Then jump in my inbox. Then jump in. Um, but they uh, uh real quick, Malik is one of the producers on Trans World Atlanta. Uh we shot season one and you did the theme song for us, um, My Life. Can you talk about your writing process really quick? Um, and how you came up with my life. So when I got the request to do the song, um, I just came off of 
my show, which was called My Lifestyle. And as we were filming the show, it was about gay men growing up in the South and, you know, trying to make it in the entertainment business. And I just, I felt a song in my spirit at the end of that, just knowing everybody's story and just seeing how different and how, like, how we were so much alike and we were so different. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you think you know people based off of social media and you think you know people based off of, you know, just like other people on reality shows. But until you actually walk in those shoes, and it took me walking in those shoes behind the camera outside of my regular life, because, you know, we saw one thing on, on shows and then you want to put the best foot forward. So until I was able actually walking into the shoes of somebody who was behind the camera and putting this show together, I didn't realize how much people did not get to see into our lifestyle. And it just made me think about how much people think they know about living as a trans person because of what you see on social media and you see the, the hate that trans people go through and you see the glam of trans women and you see amazing transformation of trans men, but you don't actually walk in those two, you know? So that's what opening line. Let me take them out, walk them out in your shoes. Do you think you can make it? And I just, I ran from there. And I also wanted to show that it's not always negative because again, when you think about trans people, it's always trans lives matter because something negative is going on. But like in the course where I say, you know, I'm living my life, living my life for me, living my best life. And that's really what all walk in the LGBTQ clutch should be about. You know, we're going to go through stuff. People going to hate. People going to question. People going to be confused. But at the end of the day, learn me as a person and realize that I'm just living my best life just like you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, as the executive producer of Trans World Atlanta, I couldn't be more humbled and grateful that you wrote it, got in the studio, mastered the song and said, here you go. Um, I appreciate you. I love you. Um, I support you in all things that you do. Um, and I appreciate that you're always a call away, always a text away. And, um, you know, when I call Daya, text Daya, if he doesn't, no, I'm impressed with <laughs> I know, uh, if he doesn't respond instantly, you know, it's always within a time frame that is still current. You know what I'm saying? It's not two days, three days. So I appreciate you. And, um, beyond just us working together, um, also being my friend when I needed it the most and saying some difficult things to me in a big difficult time in my life and being able to say, you deserve better. You need to do better. Like a lot of people, you know, they love you, but they don't want to step on your toes, right? They love you, but they don't want you to be mad at them. And I think you definitely said some very difficult things at a very difficult time in my life that I needed to hear. So I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you so much for being you. Um, we hope that we get to see you at either the premiere or uh, we got so much going on with Trans World Atlanta, but we hope that we get to see you, especially at the pageant. We hope that you perform the song at the pageant. Uh, which is I will be at the pageant. Yep. Um, and the premiere is on a Wednesday night in Atlanta, so that may be tough for you to come from Columbia on a Wednesday night, but we have the premiere on the 30th of this month, which we kick off Black Atlanta Pride 
If you are able to come, you will be our special VIP guest. Um, it's uh, September 30th and red carpet. And you have to dress to impress. Boy. August. Yeah, I don't know what it is with me in September. I want to be in September because it's so hot. But August 30th, um, and it's coming up. It's like two weeks away. But if you can make it, um, you will be our special VIP guest. We would love to have you. But if not, it's okay. Uh, we got a lot of stuff going on. But Atlanta Pride is going to be crazy. We are busy all weekend um, doing things with Trans World Atlanta. So maybe we'll connect. So I think you're performing in Atlanta. Um, I am that Sunday. Sunday. When are you coming to Atlanta? Saturday night. Because I have a, a hosting engagement here Saturday during the day. Okay. Um, and it was, I had all of these intentions to be there on the 30th. But I got into that work today, so I can nothing for a minute. But I will be there. <laughs> and matter of fact, I got in trouble last Wednesday, too, because Beyonce wanted to bring her ass to Charlotte on a Wednesday instead of a weekend. And Wait a minute. You saw Beyonce in Charlotte and in Atlanta? That's my mama. Okay, because you know that B ticket was not cheap. This B is my birthday, and my sister decided to have a baby on my birthday. That's right. You told me that. Cool. Uh, well, cool. I B was awesome. and I needed the inspiration because things have just been a little funky in the universe lately. So I wanted to see Beyonce to just be like, okay. I, I was so inspired. I was so inspired. That's what I wrote on my post. I'm inspired to be better. I'm inspired to go harder. Um, and I don't know what perfect is, but if anything is perfect. She was perfection to its fucking best. Inspired is the word. That's a quick story. The first time I saw Beyonce, I was in the fifth grade. So I don't really remember that time, but I remember the moment. The first time I remember physically being there was in 2009. I saw Beyonce at the Bojangles Coliseum, I believe, in Charlotte. That venue, I looked it up while I was there. That venue holds about 22,000 people. And I remember at the end of the concert, confetti came out the ceiling and I grabbed a handful of confetti and I was like, this is for good luck. Now, when I saw her last Wednesday in Charlotte at the Panther Stadium, that venue has 84,000 seats in it. And I know that my love, Augusta Pride headlining show in June does not compare to 89,000 seats. But just remembering seeing Beyonce at the 20,000 people venue and picking that confetti up and then Wednesday when the confetti shot out the stage, but only the people on the ground, I was like, well, damn, I want to get some confetti. Oh, it ain't going to fill in here because there's 100,000 people in this building. And that's how much Beyonce has grown since that time I remember seeing her. And if I give up, I will never have this moment. So I have to keep going. And that is what I took away from that. And I was just, because I like, Augusta Pride with 16,000 people, and I just put the post up yesterday. I performed a song that I, I wrote, and one of my closest friends produced and made the beat for in front of 16,000 people this weekend. And that, for me, for some reason, still wasn't enough. I was just like, I mean, that's just a prize. Well, I'm, anybody can do a prize. But seeing Beyonce Wednesday in front of them 100,000 people reminded me why I go so hard. And if I give up, I will never ever give up. So, Beyonce girl, because I know she's going to be watching that's my mama. She's going to be turned in. So, Beyonce, thank you. I love you. Yeah, man. Uh, 
I saw I've seen Beyonce six times. Um, I'm a bit older than you. And uh I remember the formation tour like yesterday. And I remember saying, This lady danced all night and sung all night long. And I didn't think it could be better than that. But baby, baby oh, right. she is getting better with time. Um it it was something. I left inspired to be better. Uh so I know what you're saying. She did the old drop last night. She dropped last night? Yes. I gotta go find it. When she I, had I, that, I find that clip. Yeah, when she had the fan, I said the f- B is perfection. Um, but yeah, so we got to wrap up. We can do this all night. I love you so much. Um, I love you. Thank you. <laughs> you are welcome. Malik, uh, take us into sponsors, man. All right. So, and it will come back to me to you, Malik. Likewise, I'm going to see you. I'm going to see you. <laughs> you got my support as well. Uh, So here on It's a Trans World Podcast, we are creating a safe space for our trans brothers, sisters, and our non-binary counterparts to be able to tell their truth. We would love to advertise your business on It's a Trans World Podcast, and we're looking for community partners and sponsors. For more information, reach out to myself and Raquel. Follow us on social media at Raquel, that's R-A-Q-U-E-L-R-T-3, at Trans World ATL, and you can follow me at one, the number one gorgeous underscore church boy. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Dreamcatchers Production. Thank you. Yes, it's always a good time at the cookout, guys. We thank you for hanging out with us. Until next time, we want to leave you with while we do this. It's a Trans World podcast. Is to educate those about the trans and non and non-binary experience. And to highlight the importance of equality because we are all human. Uh, We want to explore diverse um, experiences, challenges, and triumphs um, throughout our entire community and show that we love each other and support each other. And more importantly, that love is love and this is a safe place. Until next time, it's the Trans World Podcast. We love you guys. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) I'm <laughs> sorry.